0: hello everyone and welcome to the video game fury podcast i am your host as always tim robinson it is wednesday december 26 2018 i'm here as always to give you the latest in all the video game news scoops industry talk playthroughs and the continuing ventures of me studying and learning the game dev craft it is that time of the year again folks we are here post-christmas hope everyone had a lovely holiday and christmas whether you were with your loved ones or just having a nice quiet meal or just enjoying the days off in general hopefully catching up on your favorite games in this lovely winter wonderland i can't even speak that's how much food and uh, (laughs) sleep i've uh, been getting lately here Um, but i hope you guys had a great time with all of that and normally this is the week where a lot of people are just kinda of chilling. It's kind of that lull between Christmas and New Year's where not a lot is going on in the industry and most of it's just kinda of catching up on your backlogs or or whatever other hobbies you guys may have that you, you usually take on during this time. I on one hand I'm keeping a tradition alive from last year and making this week uh, a focus on games of the year and it's going to be a little more shorter this time around I I did a a five-parter show last year because I had five top games of the year that I went for now the thing with this year though it's a little shorter of a week it's a Wednesday and uh I'm planning not to do any shows really around the new year's holiday but uh for me it was a little tougher this year to come down with uh with three games here and that's more for me personally uh 2018 you know it it wasn't i would say it's not it wasn't a banner year that 2017 was i mean 2017 was just insane in terms of the content like you literally had something to play almost every month and i would see the introduction of the switch nintendo switch that year definitely helped boost that a lot but then that year, it was so big that it actually, the backlog from that year seeped into 2018 quite a bit. I actually do kind of blame, as much as I love the game, and it's in my probably top five games of all time, I, I really blame The Witcher 3 for a lot of this year, because that game basically took up like the first half of 2017 and, and sucked up so much time uh, from other games. And then obviously, of course, you had... Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Horizon Zero Dawn, and and all these other big open adventure games. Assassin's Creed Origins was uh, a key title I played a lot this year too. I mean, it was insane the kind of content we were getting. And as much as I wanted to get into all the twenty eighteen madness, I just couldn't justify doing it. Which means my com- my list ended this year is just it's really not there, and uh, and that's more on me than anyone else, and and obviously. Uh, I've made this disclaimer before on my shows, but just obviously the caveat to when I do these games of the year editions, I'm not in this industry full time at all. If you've heard me say it. I'm I'm learning and studying the game of craft on the side uh, whenever I have the time, and and that goes for playing games too. So it it really it it, re- it really puts a damper on the stuff I can catch up on. Whereas people who do do this for a living. You know they get the codes, they they are able to uh, play the games beforehand before they put out a review or critical analysis of the game, so they definitely have the more opportunity to do so and and more power and kudos to them. I just can't justify that on my own time. So, so from my list, it's going to be a little modified and a little more slim this year. I'm keeping it to a top three of twenty eighteen for game of the year in my book, just because a lot of the twenty eighteen games uh just didn't make the didn't make the cut for me because I didn't have time to play it. So if you come down to the wire, we're gonna do a game each day from today through Friday, uh for these episodes this week. So if there's a game on there that didn't make the cuts that uh probably should be high up there and and probably well deservedly so, it just means I probably didn't play it. And I do apologize for that. But with that said, um still a pretty good year. Like I said, I think twenty seventeen really set the bar high with Pretty much all developers really finally figuring out the full potential of their systems, whether you were on PS4 or Xbox or Switch. And this year was probably no different. Uh, maybe a little less in the content side of things, uh, especially that first half of the year. I mean, comparing this first half to last half, uh, it's like apples and oranges. We're night and day. Uh, there was just so much going on in that first uh, first quarter of 2017 compared to this. But in the next segment, you're going to find out um, how, we, how we kick things off here. I think this is a, probably a surprise to everyone, or maybe it's not. Um, you know, indie games have, uh, have definitely become more prevalent in the spotlight, and having the switch around definitely helps that. But you'll see as we kick, kind of kick things off with the top third game of the year of 2018, you'll kind of see where I'm coming from. So if you guys know me well from last year's show, I made a great fuss out of Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Um, I think, I don't remember if it was one or two. It was up there in the top games for sure, but I've been making an initiative to play a lot of games that have an impact. I, I think I'm starting to see myself gravitating more towards games that actually do speak uh, with a message, and more message that can relate to us today. I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of bigger titles that do that every now and then there, but they Tend to play it safe on the route that a lot of the mainstream audiences play with, and it's in the it's in the realm of indie. And you can certainly make the case that Hellblade was kind of in that indie slash double A vein. It was created by Ninja Theory, who is now owned by now owned by Microsoft. But even the smaller the smaller indie guys, what I always love about them is that they can afford to. I mean, afford is a word that gets used interchangeably here, but they can at least try to take the risk because they know that they're in a place that they probably can't hit or don't know if they can hit that mainstream audience with the kind of message they're doing or even if the style of gameplay that they are trying to do. But for me, in this point of my life, being older and wanting to try a little something different every now and then rather than the same old stuff from games like Call of Duty or, uh, I don't know, the, the, the standard Sony first, first Sony first single-player action game, whether it's in the vein of, like, God of War or Uncharted, and that's when we were hitting January, very beginning of 2018, I started hearing rumblings of a little indie game called Celeste, and IGN, went out and gave it a perfect 10, which was pretty astounding to see right out of the gate as the year started, and as the reviews just kept getting piling up higher and higher and higher, and you just couldn't help but Not notice it, and for me, being being on my Switch, having just finished uh, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild around the time, it was a perfect time to kind of wet the palette and try something a little bit smaller. I kind of tend to do that. It's uh, kind of what I'm doing now after I beat after I beat Assassin's Creed Origins a few weeks back. I really wanted to kind of bring it down a notch and not have to go on an eighty hour plus adventure. That is, you know, for a guy like me that can't do this stuff full time. Um could could, could could use that kind of break, and so Celeste was a perfect opportunity for me to find the next switch title to do, and this was even i didn 't even have Mario Odyssey yet at the time. Uh, a buddy of mine sold me that later, but Celeste was again getting that buzz, and I figured I might as well dip my toe in while I can because who knows what other big major 10 pole release was coming up and rest, and sure enough, there were a few coming out later that year that we'll talk about in a future show. Celeste intrigued me from two different ways that I, I think really helped me in. One, gameplay-wise, it's a standard platformer type of game, but it is a game that will make make, make you smash your head on the wall a few times. <laughs> it is a very difficult platformer, but I, I think you appreciate it enough from... An aesthetic in the arts and even in the writing that you don't feel bad dying as much as you do. And trust me when I say, if you have not played this game, you will die a lot. I I even it even decides to make it a stat in the game as you gravitate towards each level. I think I must have died at least nine hundred times in this in this whole game. It's just some ridiculous number. But it, it is one of those challenging games that I think really test your grit test your uh your curiosity for as much as you may die a lot and you can easily just frustrate it and put the controller down and walk away it's a game that somehow can still compel you to keep going no matter how many times you die and i think that's an applause to the level design in this game a lot of stages there's a lot of thinking in the ways you jump around and sprints and avoid obstacles and, and jump off platforms and walls and ceilings and so on. I mean, there are so many variations of uh, challenges that you have to go through. And I, I've been saying this a lot too. There, this, it was the same way I felt. I thought about with um, Cuphead, if you guys remember that on Xbox. Visually is visually pleasing. Incredibly great, cartoonish like graphics. But some people went off to say it was deceiving that a game looking like that should be easy when it actually turned out to be incredibly hard. And I never quite understood that logic. Like, why just because the game looked kitty meant it actually had to play like a kitty game? I don't know if it's just, like, there are certain folks out there who can't, you know, or never really appreciate it or played through a hard game before. I understand some folks, especially if they're working in the review space, have deadlines to meet and they can't... Be bothered to fight that challenge if they're trying to get a full view of the game by actually making it easier and beating it. But I mean, for me, this was this is great doing it in Cuphead and then Celeste. Um, it was a throwback to the old NES games. Like if you were playing like Ninja Gaiden or Castlevania, um, those games are hard. And I think in the NES days, a lot of those games were incredibly hard. I think probably some of it was just because of the limitations of the time that they made of the purpose to make the games pretty hard so that you get enough value out of the game for keep coming back, whereas nowadays, because games are so large and expensive uh, and there's a lot of content that get put in, including DLC, you don't have to worry about the, the hard difficulty too much. So this was a nice throwback to me to see first with Cuphead and then now going into twenty eighteen Celeste. Uh and again it was a g- it was a game that really threw you to the wall literally a lot of times, but you never you felt like you kept going. And again, level design wise, uh, and even the writing too is is probably the reason why people kept coming back. This the big reason I just alluded to is also the writing, and this is a game. It's very simple in its premise. Uh, you. are I already forgot the main player character, who she is, but uh, she is a character who deals with anxiety and depression, and she is climbing a mountain called Celeste to, I guess, help alleviate those issues, to get away from the life she has and to to achieve for something greater by climbing this mountain. And, you know, all throughout the game, you, you encounter different people that kind of challenging to you what you what you want, and the best part of the game is when you have to actually confront yourself, and literally, like, you know, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but you will have points in the game where you literally will have to compete against yourself uh, for certain challenges. And I think that that relationship there is one of the more compelling ones that were written in there, and I thought it was written very well by this team that made this game. It just, um it, there's a lot of metaphors to... Dealing with a, a mental illness or a mental health illness like uh, anxiety and depression, and and uh, I think it, it was demonstrated very well both in you know the interactions you have with the characters, but just with the the game itself. There, like there is a certain level in the game that gets pretty dark. That is really kind of symbolic of how deep you can go into uh, that those particular issues, for lack of better words. And I think the guys who who developed all this and wrote all this did an incredible job representing that both literally and metaphorically. And uh, for, you know, for me, I mean, I, as I alluded to with Hellblade, I mean, I've been attracted a lot to uh, different games that speak on mental health because uh, a couple of years ago, my my own dad had unfortunately passed away from Alzheimer's. So mental health has become a lot more important issue for me, both for me personally, and in, in other ways too, particularly in uh, game something like games that can actually speak to a lot of this. Uh, I was amazed when they did it for Hellblade, and I'm just as amazed that they did this with Celeste. So that's why this game is pretty high up there as third on my list. Um, you know, I I mean, I think... It, the only reason it would not probably get higher is because, again, there, there are uh, a little bit of some challenges in, in terms of the gameplay. Like I feel like there are certain... I think like as a game, as hard as it may be, there, there are certain areas in the game, especially if you want to be a completionist, that make it incredibly hard to get through. And I think they could have eased up on that a little bit there. And, you know, And really, I mean, there's not much depth to the gameplay itself. I mean, you're just basically jumping and you have a sprint mechanic that makes you double or triple jump. There's a nice and all here, but there's not a lot of depth to it there. But I get that as an indie game here. There's only so much depth and resources you can put into a game like that when you don't have the budget or time to do so. I mean, really, it just comes down to the, the other types of games just really spoke to me more from a creative uh, and uh, a fun level in my respect there, too. Um, this is a game that spoke on some very specific themes that spoke to me and uh, really harkened back to a day where I appreciated the challenge of a game back in my youth whether it was NES or Super NES. uh, I really did appreciate those games, and I'm glad to to see it come to fruition in a game like Celeste. So that's that's how I'm putting it here. Celeste is the third game of the year for me for 2018. I would love to hear your thoughts on that, and if you, did you like the game? Did you not like the game? Could you tell me why you didn't like the game? I would love to hear your thoughts on that for today's show, on this being the third game of the year. You can do that either writing to me, uh, you can email me at timidvideogamefury.com, you can post on my Facebook page at slash video game fury seven nine. Otherwise, you can, if you're here on the anchor app or the anchor site and you want to leave a call in, go ahead and do that too. Uh, you can just download the app, search for video game fury, leave a call in on the show, and we'll maybe we can have a discussion about that too. I would love to hear your thoughts about. Whether it's the right number, if it should be higher or lower, uh, I definitely want to have a conversation as we wrap up 2018's Games of the Year. Until then, folks, thank you again for everything here. We will be back tomorrow with game number two, the number two game of the year of 2018. Until then, this has been Tim, and enjoy your games.